Hey everyone, I'm Dave Coriel. And I'm Josh Good. And you're listening to the Unleash the Hive podcast brought to you by Christian Endeavor. At CE, we dive deep into intentional next-gen discipleship and explore what it means to thrive in the midst of chaos. In every episode, we consider how to help young people live, love, and lead in a broken, chaotic, and distraction-filled world. And we do all of this in seven minutes or less. The week that this podcast is being aired, Christian Endeavor turns 140 years old. Man, praise God for all that he has done in the lives of young people throughout the years of the Christian Endeavor movement. You know, it's been called the father or the grandfather of youth ministry. There was no youth ministry before Christian Endeavor came along and it set the stage for the youth ministry movements that came after it. There have been more missionaries that have been sent out into the world through Christian Endeavor than through any other organization. And it's always been a youth-driven and a boundary-crossing movement. You know, Today, Christian Endeavor exists in 38 countries across six continents. Fellowshipping with the global body of Christ has always been one of the cornerstones of the CE movement. At our last Christian Endeavor World Convention, I just remember eating lunch with people from Austria and Lebanon and India and Sierra Leone and Romania all at my table together. I mean, it's it's almost this mind-blowing kind of experience to sit with people from so many different places and, and this kind of, of connecting across cultures and across borders and across races. It's integral to the Christian Endeavor movement. It's part of, of what CE does, and it's so needed in our world, right? It's so essential that young people see how big the global body of Christ is and understand how to build relationships outside of of their comfort zones and outside of things that are familiar to them. And and Christian Endeavor does that. But how did it all start? 140 years ago, there was this pastor named Francis Clark, and he was pastor of a church up in Maine. And and he was two years out of seminary. So he, he was a young guy, still trying to figure things out, still trying to kind of gain his senses and know how to move forward and and minister to people in his community. He'd been trying a number of different ways to connect with young people, with students. And uh, he tried everything from like hosting tea parties to having events where young people could come or music festivals on a Sunday afternoon, like all these different things and nothing worked. I mean, he was at this point after two years of like, well, we could plan this or or we could provide this, or we could do this, and maybe maybe this will have the young people coming out, and just nothing worked. And so he is at this point of frustration of like, how do I truly engage the next generation, and how do I deepen their trust and their relationship with Christ? And and this was even more significant in his mind after a prayer service. So in January of 1881, his church held a prayer service, and, and out of that, a number of young people came to faith in Christ, and and so they were sitting in his church, newly believers in Christ, ready to be discipled, ready to grow in their faith. And and Pastor Clark realized, man, if I don't do something more, these young people are just going to be like so many other Christians, kind of nominally attending, but not really engaged with all their heart and mind and soul and strength. And so Francis Clark went into a closet with his Bible and just spent time praying, God, what can I do to captivate the hearts of these students and turn them toward you? 
Sermon, and he came with the, out with this idea of calling young people to a deeper level of commitment. So rather than just wanting young people to attend events or be entertained, what, what if he challenged them instead to be kingdom builders and creators rather than just consumers of, of all these things? And, and so he, he shared this idea with his wife, Harriet, and she was like, ah, I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, we can't even get them to show up to an afternoon tea. Like, why would they want to take on more responsibility like this? But he went ahead with it February 2nd in the middle of a snowstorm. And here in eastern PA, we have about two feet of snow outside. It was snowing on February 2nd. Just an awesome reminder of what it looked like February 2nd, 140 years ago. About 60 young people came over to Francis Clark's house. His wife, Harriet, was so nervous that she burnt the cookies. She's like, this is going to flop. This is going to fail. Pastor Clark shares this idea, challenges young people to step up into something more of a full, all-out commitment to Christ. And there's silence. Nobody moves. No, nobody says anything. You know, that awkward moment of like, what's going to happen? Because Francis Clark didn't know what was going to happen. Didn't know how these students were going to respond. And then after this moment of pause, this young adult uh, named William Pennell, the Sunday school leader of the younger boys, he, he stepped up and he signed his name to this commitment to live for Christ. He encouraged the boys that he knew to sign up to. And, and all told, 57 young people signed this commitment, starting point of a movement to develop the next gen as leaders to build God's kingdom. And that's been happening for 140 years. If you're a young person listening to this, here's a couple questions for you to consider. What are you most committed to? In your life, what is the thing that captivates your attention? And and how can you step up and commit to Christ 24-7? So rather than just nominally living for him, how can you all out live for Jesus every moment, every day, in every way? And to add to that, how can you step out of your comfort zone for Christ? Because it is far too easy for us as believers just to kind of remain in the things that we know and things that we're comfortable with. How can you go outside of that to areas? where you need to trust Jesus because it's in those areas where our faith really grows. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Unleash the Hive podcast. For more resources, check out our website, ceworks.faith, and check us out on social media at ceworksfaith. Remember to be intentional as you disciple and unleash the next generation for God's glory. God's glory.